Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. I like to do a big mega mix in the summer. Last summer, we did road tripping songs, kind of, I don't know, five, six weeks. This summer, the mega mix is covers, and there is plenty of good stuff to get out of a covers mega mix. We did 90s country covers last week, and this week, joining me is Adam Jurgens for Metal Covers. Hey, what's up? How are you? Metal Covers! I'm so good. <laughs> this is my favorite cover episode. It's always fun because, you know, you think of metal people as you know, these just hard edge uh, guys and gals, and they wouldn't want to do anything fun, right? And so that's what metal covers, uh, that's what's awesome about them is that you get to see, you know, a lighter side and more fun side of a lot of these bands. And some of these are very silly, <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your background, your love of metal music. When when did this happen for you? Uh, you know, I am a, a child of the, the late 90s rap rock eras when I started getting into uh, rock music. So, you know, I've got your late Metallica albums, your Limp Biscuits, your Corns, and all of that. And then you kind of lean into some of the other bands on here, like with Dope and some other ones like that. So, yeah, kind of late 90s rock and then into the 2000s. And then I had the, the fun time of running a rock radio station for quite a while. So I got to really deep dive into some of this stuff. You were like, what if we made a station that was the sonic version of reading Kerrang? <laughs> yeah. What if we did much. that? <laughs> and the world said, yes, let's do that thing. So this metal mix, there's so many great metal covers. We're going to do two episodes because you can't fit it all into one. When I was in college, I hosted the metal show on KRNU called Heresy. And it was the longest running show on KRNU, ran for 25 years. And I just had my little short little year and a half stint on it. And I played a ton of covers and I played this one. And I'm so glad it was the first on your list. It's the first on my list. And you already mentioned them. And that's dope. For those of you who don't know, and I think that's probably everyone, <laughs> Dope is from Chicago. The lead singer of Dope's name is Edsel Dope, obviously a fake name. Yeah. And it is a pretty thinly veiled reference to extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're not really hiding it, are they? <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't. It's not really a thinker. Like, hmm. <laughs> Why is this band called Dope, would you say? But they are an interesting band. They're one of those that you would have seen all the time if you were reading about metal music, if you were reading metal publications, if you were listening to rock radio stations. Dope had a ton of buzz when they came out. Mm -hmm. So did you like the album Felons and Revolutionaries? I think I wanted to pretend I did, like uh, most people that owned that album. You know, <laughs> if you were, if you uh, wanted to be, you know, the, the music aficionado 
in wherever you're growing up, you know, people might be into some of the popular bands. And then there was always uh, the folks that had the dope album and claimed to like more than one track on it. But um, <laughs> really, there was really only one or two good ones on there. <laughs> there are a couple of other bands like that, like the Union Underground was another uh-huh. one that was yep. out at that same time. And you were like, oh, no, they're my favorite. They're super great. <laughs> yeah, that it was more of a status symbol than actually an, an album you listen to on repeat. I mean, if you thought liking Felons and Revolutionaries was a status symbol, I'm going to say I liked their second album, Life, better than Felons and Revolutionaries. <laughs> <laughs> nobody argued with you because nobody listened to it. So no, they no. They couldn't really debate that with you. No, there was no one who was like, uh, actually, I think. Nope. <laughs> they were like, yeah, sounds good. That's your grind, man. Cool. Good to know. Great. But Dope's big hit was a cover of Dead or Alive's You Spin Me Round. You know, I, I'm kind of a sucker for any 80s, you know, new wave pop music. So I really like that. I actually talk about radio shows you get to do. I used to do an 80s lunch hour and I really enjoyed uh, doing that. You know, I was on a rock station most of the day and then here I am from uh, noon to one doing 80s pop covers and it was a nice respite. So I love the original and I really like this cover too. So let's play Dope's cover of You Spin Me Round by Dead or Alive. This is the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
Joker, he just do what he please. Welcome back to the mixtape. This week's mix is a mini part of the mega mix of covers we are doing this summer. And Adam Jurgens is joining me. He is a fellow rock and metal fan. So we're just nerding out over various bands, mostly from the late 90s, early aughts. But we've got some others on this list playing yeah, covers. Sure. So that was Godsmack come together. Yeah, and not the first and probably not the last cover from Godsmack. They've actually done quite a few. I appreciate that you chose Godsmack's cover of Come Together because I hate Aerosmith's cover of it. (laughs) (laughs) So I needed it. I needed Godsmack to like replace that as the go-to Come Together cover. And they did a really good job. It's very very close to the original. They didn't really take a whole lot of liberty with it. So that's why I kind of like it too. Well, I don't know if you've heard, but the Beatles are pretty good. I don't know if you need to reinvent that wheel. The who? The what? The what? 
<laughs> well, Godsmack is, I mean, that's a good band, man. They're from Boston, as evidenced by a lead singer named Sully. Yeah. He's got star tattoos on his face. I mean. If that doesn't scream, we were popular in the uh, early, late 90s. Everyone who had tattoos in the 90s had star tattoos. I have star mm. tattoos. I was just smart enough to not get them on my face. <laughs> this next cover I mean, it's just such a classic, and it's a staple of rock radio stations still today because it's a great cover. It's incredibly well done. It's upbeat. It's fun to listen to. Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. I have such mixed emotions on this song. It's a great cover, but it's also it's I probably go a little too deep on this. It's a, it's a kind of a testament to bands on why you maybe shouldn't do a cover song early in your career because Alien Ant Farm has a lot of decent songs that you never heard because they were never popular because man when this song came out it was huge it was on all different formats of radios everywhere and I think people got burned out on that band pretty quick because of this song that's a good point the second single was movies off of that album and it's, mm-hmm. it's an excellent record but it didn't get hardly any play even though there are a lot of catchy tunes on that I agree with you it was like a little too much too fast yeah when you cover an iconic song and then you have an you try to follow with an original it just doesn't it doesn't match up it just doesn't meet and so it's just i think it's harder for people to bridge that whereas if you've got a couple of hits people know you are already then you can go do something different do something fun i got to see it in person i saw alien ant farm uh of all places in Kearney, nebraska yes uh, about 10 years ago and it was it was kind of sad because they played for a couple hours. They played all those songs that y- you and I uh, know that are good. And then uh, but you could tell the crowd just kind of wasn't into it. And then finally, the last song, the lead singer goes, OK, time for us to play the one you came here to hear. And <laughs> and I've never seen a song performed more angrily by a band like they you could tell they didn't want to be doing it. They were sick of it, but they had to do it. And um it was, it was a harder version than what you're going to hear on the radio. I have a very similar story of seeing Deep Blue Something in Carney mm-hmm. at Cunningham's. And they played the entire show and did not play Breakfast at Tiffany's forever and ever and ever. Get to the encore. It's the last song of the encore. And they were so mad they had to play it. You could like <laughs> feel the disdain wafting off of them. I do think Smooth Criminal is worth talking about as a song because... The original is off of the album Bad, came out in 1987. It was the seventh single off that record. Wow. So the video is iconic for the original. The song is iconic. And then Alien Ant Farm's version is great. And in the video for Alien Ant Farm's version, they make a bunch of references to various Michael Jackson videos, like the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. They're at a suburban house and the sidewalk lights up like it does in the Billie Jean video. They do the lean like in the Smooth Criminal video. There's a kid that's moonwalking. They they have a chimp with them like Bubbles. (laughs) The video is so funny, but to their detriment, because then they just became a joke. And that's a part of the problem. I think, you know, the video that just made me think, too, that was super popular on TRL, which is probably also fueled a little bit of that being maybe more of a novelty. Well, I still like the song and we're going to play it. It's Thanks, Alien Hampus. Thanks, Carson Daly, you jerk. <sighs> well, it's better than Jesse Camp. Can we all agree? This is not. <laughs> I can't with this. Is all he right. OK? Is <laughs> Jesse OK? Jesse, are you is OK? He... <laughs> are you OK? <laughs> He's definitely not OK. No. I think Dave Holmes is doing all right. (laughs) All right. Here's Alien Ant Farm at Smooth Criminal on 90.3 KRNU.
from soil we are rocking a covers mixtape a mega mix actually this is extending oh who knows how long we're gonna do this at least a month and my guest is adam jurgens we are talking about metal covers which is where we get that rad ram jam cover from soil yeah very good uh i've always i love the original song so much and i like all the covers there's lots of bands that that cover that song and uh being on the radio and rock radio we would play the covers of that song and uh, i had a friend who would always say the original is perfect why wouldn't you just play the original so i don't know because it's old <laughs> right can't <laughs> and do we're it. young and we're awesome so we can't do it we we're young and we're to, awesome yeah, we have to listen to soils version <laughs> <laughs> they're from chicago part of that chicago metal scene and there were quite a few bands that came out of that Chicago metal scene, most notably Disturbed, but they were good. They were uh, I, I don't want to lump them in with dope, but because uh, you know, they had uh, actually good tunes. But one of those two that you they're kind of on the second tier, you know, a lot of people in the mainstream rock didn't listen to them. But if you kind of got into that next level of the crust, uh, that's kind of where they lived. That's right. Never if quite you, got out of it. If you did the Columbia House thing. Um, yeah. You'd get the soil record because you'd you'd pick your first like six or seven, and then you're like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't number, know what to number get. eight, number yeah. eight, <laughs> number eight is soil. <laughs> I think it's a little bananas that Clive Davis signed them. So really, yeah, Clive Davis of Arista Records fame uh, signed Whitney Houston, also signed Soil. So. <laughs> Well, that was back when they had a lot of money and they were signing anyone. They were, yes. And it was a very popular genre, but I'm not going to take it away from them. They met Clive Davis, man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Nonpoint was on this second tier as well. It was another one of those bands that everybody liked Limbiskit and Corn and Disturbed, but Nonpoint was kind of in there. They are from Fort Lauderdale, part of the Florida new metal scene, of which there were many. Limbiskit from Florida. Marilyn Manson was from Florida. Yeah. Um, so there were quite a few bands coming out of Florida. It's just the muggy temperatures mixed with leather kind of gave us a lot of <laughs> new They're metal They were so vibes. angry. 
They were chafing. The bugs are big. <laughs> I had all the non-point records, or at least at, at that time period. I haven't kept up on them. But I had the first one, Statement, that came out in 2000, and I love that album. What a Day was on that. I actually got into them later on. I like some of their newer stuff. Really? We're kind of opposite sides of the spectrum. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. The cover you chose from Nonpoint was their cover from a later album called Recoil. And uh, it's in the air tonight, originally recorded by Phil Collins. What did you think about this cover when it came out? Oh, well, you know, when I saw just the title, just the song without hearing it, I thought, well, that's a tough one. You know, it's kind of like, OK, that's what you're going to do that. Good luck on that. And then you hear it and it's actually really, really good. I was concerned when I saw that they covered it that it would not sound as impactful as their original, but it does. They did a nice job with it. You see it and you go, I don't know if I should even listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I wish they would have just covered the Tarzan soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> this is non-point in the air tonight on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. We are rocking metal covers as part of our mega mix. So every week we'll have a new kind of mini theme under this umbrella of covers. We're going to have two weeks of metal because there's so many excellent metal covers. And I'm joined by Adam Jurgens, who is the former OM at Thunder in Grand Island, which was a, a rock station. Put on a lot of rock shows, met a lot of rock stars. Have you met Godhead? I have to be honest. This was your selection, and I had not heard of this song or this band until you sent it my way. So I had to do a little bit of research on this one. That is your prompt to ask me when I met Godhead. All right. Please do. Please tell us about your your interaction. Will do. So Godhead was this industrial band, and they played at the Royal Grove. And I was hosting Heresy on KRNU at the time. And it was the only time I asked our program director, Rick Alloway, if I could get try to get tickets from the label to give away on air. So I contacted the label and they gave me four tickets, two pairs. So I gave mm-hmm. one away on the air and then I was going to go and they said I could interview the band. Nice. Cool. Right. Because yeah. I'm still in college. I did not work at the Blaze. I none of that had happened. And so I am broke as a joke because I'm whatever, 19. And I go to Target to get like a tape recorder something to record it on. I have nothing to record it on. I don't work for a radio station and the radio station I'm on in college doesn't have that kind of thing. So I go Mm -hmm. and I remember it was over a hundred dollars, which I totally did not have like one with a microphone. So I put it on, you know, I was like doing a credit card shuffle. I probably split it on three or four different (laughs) credit cards just to get it. And I went to the venue and they didn't know what I was talking about. They totally did not have tickets. The the tickets I had given away on air, that dude had showed up to get his tickets. They didn't know anything about it. We finally got that ironed out, but I it was a rough start to the night. Oh, I was no. broke. Uh. I was broke. I couldn't afford any drinks or anything because I just spent all my money on this tape recorder. <laughs> they couldn't find our tickets. I felt like an idiot. And then after the show, yeah, I'm like approached the band because it's the Grove. So they're just like standing outside. Sure. Yeah. So I said, hey, I had talked to your label and and I wanted to interview you. So I'm standing there with just like my friend. We don't have any identification, no like press pass or I'm not even wearing a station T-shirt because we didn't have station T-shirts. I'm just like a lady with a tape recorder. <laughs> And a lip ring. So there's just like a tiny bit of cred. Um, (laughs) So they let me on their RV and we sat down and um, the guitar player, the method sat and talked to us for like half an hour, 45 minutes and answered all of our questions and was super, super cool. And it was my first experience interviewing a band, talking to a band, and they were so incredibly nice. And that could have gone a million bad ways, but it didn't. So I have major love for Godhead. That was probably I was going to say that was probably the hook for you, right? You did that. And then it was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And now I have this tape recorder. So what am I going to do with that? (laughs) And also, I know this is a lot of information about Godhead. Uh, Jason Miller, the lead singer of Godhead, who, like, he's bald and shaved his eyebrows off, and he looked like a really tall, super scary dude, like, painted his face all white and was wearing black leather, you can imagine. He now has a million YouTube videos, and he does country music, and it sounds like Skinnerd. Really? It's crazy. He splits his time between LA and Nashville. And I just saw an article talking about Jason Miller and his new 
album. You have to look at it right now. I'm, I'm looking at them it. right now. I'm, as we speak, I'm on my computer looking and yes. uh, this is fantastic. Right. So you see he's like wearing a cowboy hat, like a Brett Michaels dumb cowboy hat and has probably like a yeah. scraggly beard. That's his deal now. Look at a picture of Godhead from 2000. That's, I'm looking at Godhead pictures and yeah, I'm going to have to look at the country singer now because this is incredible. Oh, did you find goodness. the picture? I did. I'm yes! sorry. I'm speechless. I know we're on radio. We're supposed to talk, but I can't talk right now. Oh, I've spent man. enough time on Godhead, but I will say, I think every person in radio, no matter the format, has one of those stories where it either went really, really right or really, really mm. wrong early in their career, and it was formative, and this was mine, yeah. and that's Godhead, so thank you, Godhead. Thanks, Godhead. So thanks, Godhead. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Disturbed, Shout 2000. Yeah, so this song is on their first album, kind of lower in the playlist, and it's one of those things where... Um, <laughs> kids uh back in the day when we used to have physical media sometimes you would listen to the whole album um and hear songs that that you wouldn't hear on the radio or anywhere else and that's kind of where i found this one and i like this song not so much for the song but um you know i had just met you and our friend jill who's also on the radio and i thought i was one of the only people in the world who knew this song existed and then you we were driving somewhere and you guys put it on and we're singing it i was like oh my gosh i think you know like you're like i think i found my people yeah. I found people that like the things like me uh that that's what this song is kind of to me has a little more significance in that way um but the song is cool too uh shout 2000 so great because tears for fears and songs from the big chair was such an impactful album everybody knows this song and david draymond murders the vocal on this he's just so good He's just good at everything he does. I mean, nobody should have been surprised when he did The Sound of Silence how good it was if you'd heard any other covers or anything they've ever done. So. Thank you. This is a great choice. Shout 2000. This is Disturbed on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Shout! Shout!
Have you ever gotten to talk to David Draymond? Yes, but briefly. It was right before they were going on, so he wasn't mm-hmm. saying too much. And frankly, I like couldn't concentrate because the his his chin hooks were like jingling against <laughs> each other, <laughs> and they were like ting 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 ting. Wait. <laughs> I was like, how does that not come over the microphone? How does that, yeah. <laughs> just from an audio perspective, like, why Why not just one, man? I feel oh, like two man. metal, I don't know. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I get the vibe. I'm loving the aesthetic, but it was just like, ta-ting, ta-ting, ta-ting. It sounded like two <laughs> tiny sword fighters. <laughs> Have you talked to David Draymond? Yeah, we got to interview him. Uh, they did a show in Kearney at the Vero Event Center. And um, when we would have a concert, we would go broadcast live all day um, from the venue, which is always fun. And uh, so, yeah, he came over and talked to us at our table. And he was just so weird. He just <laughs> was, you know, I can't remember. You know, people say, what do you say? And it's been so long, I don't really remember. But he'd be like, you know, we'd ask a question, something basic, simple, you know, what do you think of this? And he'd be like, well, I don't know if that really matters in the terms of the world, you know, the hate that's going on in this. And you're like, uh, okay. I remember super vividly him stopping the whole showdown and having mm-hmm. some big like come to Jesus with the audience about religion and how about everybody just oh, needs yeah. to be cool. Uh, yeah, that album Believe is like all the religious symbols, the major ones in one. I have seen artists stop a concert to go on a diatribe before, but there's something about a disturbed audience that's just really not there for that. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They did not love it, and they were not coming on the journey, even a little at all. <laughs> that same show in Carney, the their people were super nice to us, and they said, hey, the Disturbed is way into foosball. Like, they bring a professional table with them on the bus. They take it out. They play before and after the show. So their label said, hey – these guys really think it's fun to have a couple to do a giveaway where a couple fans get to go play foosball with them. Okay. So we're like, that sounds awesome. Like that's really fun. So we did that and we bring these kids back and they were just totally random kids, but they were really good. And oh, they no, beat no. Them and disturbed all of them got. Pissed. They're like, oh, did you go like, do you have like something where you like found like professional foosball players? No, we literally, it was like call, be caller 10 and like finally like, well, let's play one more game. And they disturbed one, the last one, and then they were okay. <laughs> and these kids, it was so funny because they're, you know, they're like, this is so cool. We get to meet this band that we're excited to see and we love them. And they're so mad at us because we're beat. It's like, do we let them win or what do we? <laughs> David Draymond's little face sword fight. Or like really battling it out. Yeah. Oh, oh no! That is an amazing story. Safest of all, I can lock all my doors, and it's the only way they 
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. We've got a metal mix of covers with my friend Adam Jurgens, who uh, has a lot of amazing stories about music and bands and all kinds of things from working in rock radio. Thanks for being on. Hey, and thanks for having me. When you asked me at first, I was like, metal covers? Oh yeah, I know a hundred of those. Let's do it. <laughs> Fear Factory is one of those bands that sort of came out of this like L.A. groove metal scene that is not my favorite kind of metal. But I love that cover because the Gary Newman original is so great of Cars, that very kind of 80s synth, um, almost robotic thing. And then to have Fear Factory cover it is just it's the thing I love about covers because you can just be so weird. That's really and that's why I picked it was just the odd combination of. Yeah having fear factory cover this song the next one we're going to talk about coal chamber uh la band formed in 94 they broke up a bunch of different times but i i love coal chamber if i'm going 90s like scare people metal i'm going coal Mm -hmm. chamber every time i didn't really get into them too much uh probably a little bit on the heavier side for me but that's another reason why i really like this cover because kind of the juxtaposition of it of being on such opposite sides of the tune so uber metal band so they put out self-titled that's the one with big truck and loco Mm -hmm. Uh, those are pretty great and then the one after that is chamber music and that's where you'll find this cover of peter gabriel's 1982 hit shock the monkey here's shock the monkey it's the mixtape on 90.3 krnu when i run
Hypo negative, Summer Breeze. My God, what is that song, Adam? <laughs> it's it's the epitome of the playlist. It's a great one to end with because it's a band that you would never, ever expect to be playing Summer Breeze, but it's so fun. And then that's what makes covers fun, hearing people get out of their comfort zone, doing something different, hearing them in a different way. And uh, it's it's just a great way to, to cap off episode one of the metal covers. Oh, what a good first episode. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I always appreciate it. All programs. Radio Clash on Pirates Satellite Orbiting your living room Cashing in the Bill of Rights Human Army Surplus Or a few